Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to episode 35 of the Gymnast Nutritionist podcast. Hello, and welcome back. It's Christina Anderson, the Gymnast Nutritionist um, pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian sports nutritionist. And today we're going to get a little bit, um, clinical, so to speak. I get a lot of questions from parents about, you know, whether or not it's okay or it's safe or it's adequate for um, their gymnast to follow a plant-based diet. And I use the word plant-based diet because there are a lot of different variations out there. Um, you can be vegetarian and still consume some animal, animal products. Um, obviously, if you're vegan, you don't consume any animal products. Some people choose these diets for ethical reasons, some for religious reasons, some for social reasons. Um, and then if we're going to be really honest, sometimes these diets are adopted um, in the name of health when really there's actually some disordered eating at play. Um, and I'm not saying that that is always the case. Um, but especially when we're working with young teen gymnasts, um, especially when their family um, doesn't follow, you know, one of these practices, um, it certainly uh, piques my curiosity and certainly concern for um, what might be going on underneath the surface. So um, for all of you listening, the good news is that there really is no evidence to support choosing one diet or uh, another for the high-level athlete. And unfortunately, we live in the era of social media and influencers where everyone who eats has an opinion. And there are some very vocal, you know, health gurus and nutritionists and famous athletes who love to sing the praises of whatever diet they follow. But I think what's really important to remember is that we never see the full picture, right? And especially with social media, it's all smoke and mirrors, right? Like you don't actually know um, how that person's health is both physical and mental. Um, And then when people make, you know, quote unquote, lifestyle changes, there are so many variables that are likely at play in terms of, you know, changes that they've made with what they eat, probably how they exercise, how they sleep, that um, it's really difficult to pinpoint what actually made the difference. So why are plant-based diets popular? They have been pretty popular in the last five to 10, 15 years. Um, and largely this was in part to several Netflix documentaries that aired a couple of years ago. And I will say that um, several prominent uh, nutrition scientists have actually gone through such documentaries and they have, you know, basically alerted the public to, Hey, you know, a lot of the research in these has been cherry picked and taken out of context. Um, even though the public finds these, you know, docu-series very catchy and compelling. So the bottom line is that a plant-based diet doesn't guarantee health, right? Like you can be plant-based and underfuel, you can overfuel. Um, it's really about choosing food that nourishes you both physically, mentally, emotionally. 
In terms of, you know, what's the best diet for an athlete to improve performance? Um, again, I don't believe that there's any one specific diet. I'm an all foods fit kind of dietitian for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think that you have to remember it's adequacy that matters more than anything. And I talk about that a lot on this podcast because the reality is that most gymnasts are underfueled. And I think a lot of gymnasts and parents get fooled that um, their gymnast nutrition is fine when maybe their gymnast is quote unquote, such a healthy eater, or maybe they're vegetarian, or maybe they eat clean, or they've stopped drinking soda or doing all these things. And all of a sudden, um, they kind of just cross nutrition off the list when really it, it's about adequacy. Um, and I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that soda is great and that we shouldn't eat vegetables. I'm not saying any of that at all. What I am saying is that the most foundational piece to your gymnast performance and overall health is whether or not she's getting adequate nutrition or not. And I think the, the real struggle with following like very specific diets or elimination diets or specialized diets um, that aren't necessarily medically warranted. Um, it can be very challenging, especially when working with you know adolescent athletes, because number one, they they don't cook for themselves. They most of them don't have their driver's license yet, so they can't shop for themselves. A lot of them actually tend to be somewhat either selective or kind of pickier eaters. So then, when you're um, kind of eliminating certain foods or food groups, you've now narrowed your options to fuel them with even further. So I certainly always get concerned for. Um, you know, an athlete really getting just adequate overall, all nutrition. So um, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but let's first start with, you know, what is the true definition of of plant-based and plant-based is certainly an ambiguous term. Um, More specifically, someone might be vegan. So that is following a diet that is free of all animal products, chicken, beef, fish, dairy, eggs, um, products made from or with animals. Some people do this again for religious reasons or cultural reasons or social reasons. Um, and, and there's a big difference when like, this is just the way your family eats and this is how you grow up versus, you know, all of a sudden your 12 year old gymnast decides they need to be vegan because they saw some, some TikTok influencer showing off their six pack and saying, you know, eat like me to look like me. And we'll talk all about that today. Vegetarian is a diet that is free of some, but not necessarily all animal products. So for instance, a lacto-ovo vegetarian would consume dairy and egg products in addition to all the plants, but not beef, chicken, fish, egg, pork. Um, A pescatarian would include fish along with all their plants, but not other animal products. Um, And then a lacto-vegetarian would consume dairy products, uh, but not eggs, not fish, so on and so forth. Um, I hope I've already made this abundantly clear, but there are individuals who follow plant-based diets for religious, cultural, ethical reasons, and that is totally fine. Um, I'm more interested in the motivation. And I know from working with gymnasts, especially a lot of gymnasts who have disordered eating or eating disorders, that the motivations to go plant-based for them is not always pure. So I think that's that's kind of the tip of the iceberg we have to talk about here is when going quote unquote plant-based is actually disguising disordered eating. And it's a lot easier for a young athlete to say that they're going to go plant-based for ethical reasons, even though deep down their choice is motivated by a desire to lose weight, by body dissatisfaction, so on and so forth. Um, like I said, I, I don't have an issue with plant-based diets. I work with several gymnasts who are vegetarian or even vegan I think all of us could stand to use more plants in our diets, 
But what I do have a concern for is when plant-based diets are adopted under the guise of health, when really they're motivated by disordered eating or body dysmorphia, which is very common in young athletes, especially in aesthetic sports like gymnastics. Um, Obviously, this is my realm and my bias. I am a pediatric adolescent dietitian. I have specific training in disordered and eating disorders. Um, And my population, I work with gymnasts, have some of the highest rates of disordered eating um, compared to any other sport. So I am always curious when I get a new client who um, is all of a sudden decided they want to be vegetarian or vegan, especially when none of the rest of the family is doing that. Um, Sometimes it's kind of part of teenage exploration, right? They're kind of fighting for their autonomy and just want to try something different. Uh, But again, I I would say, especially today in just this era of social media, there's so much of this, you know, eat like me, look like me culture, you know, especially on Instagram and TikTok with the what I eat in a day videos that um, that is often where gymnasts kind of get these ideas that, oh, well, I you know shouldn't be eating X, Y, Z if I want to look like her. Some people will go plant-based for maybe weight control or overall health. And there's a lot of documentaries and advice out there that tout the superiority of plant-based diets for weight loss specifically. And the short of it is that any diet can work for weight loss as long as it puts the individual in a caloric deficit. Now, that doesn't mean that weight loss is sustainable. We know that 95 to 97% of people who diet regain the lost weight plus some by um, six months, one year, or two year. Um, and despite what some say, <laughs> calories do count. And you know, even uh, vegan cookies still have calories just like other cookies. And um, for a lot of people, going vegan is just a way for them to eliminate a large portion of highly processed foods, highly refined foods, um, and hyper palatable foods that they tend to eat, which really speaks back to their relationship with food and not necessarily because these foods are quote unquote bad. Um, it makes sense that it's a lot harder to overeat on beans and rice and greens and fruit versus swinging by fast food and getting two or three cheeseburgers, a huge fry and soda on the way home. Uh, but at the same time, it's also hard to overeat like chicken and eggs and cheese and Greek yogurt and other high quality animal based proteins. And there's a big difference between, you know, eating a grilled chicken breast versus a piece of fried chicken. Um, some of the other health claims touted by plant-based diets are, you know, lowering inflammatory markers, the risk of heart disease, improving blood sugar, lowering the risk of diabetes. Um, but we know that, you know, a diet with all foods can also do the same. Um, and so again, it's, it's not that we have to eliminate Um, all of our animal foods, it's more so, you know, what can we add to the diet? And so that's where you can be plant-based and still consume um, high quality animal protein. Like I said earlier, a vegan cookie does not make it healthier than a regular cookie. And I would actually argue that a high quality lean ground beef burger is going to have a lot more nutrition and nutritional benefits than some sort of plant-based patty that is filled with all sorts of additives and fillers and binders. Um, I don't support moralizing food into good or bad categories, as this can set individuals up for over-restricting certain foods or struggling with guilt or anxiety, which is not healthy or normal. Um, I think regardless of what diet you follow, we all can agree that a large portion of it should come from whole foods, things that are mentally processed, um, limited, you know, added sugar, salt, etc. But this doesn't mean the whole diet has to be like that. And we also have to remember that what you need as an adult, as a parent, as a coach, um, is likely not what your high-level gymnast needs, who's training 20 to 30 hours a week. Um, I think that you can have a very well-balanced diet that includes um, animal protein, dairy products, um, 
really rich sources of of omega-3 fats like salmon, while still emphasizing plant foods, um, which is every other category, right? Fruits, vegetables, grains, um, a lot of the fats that we eat. Um, If you look closely, the standard American diet per the dietary guidelines is actually a plant-based diet by definition with a high percentage of the diet coming from fruits, vegetables, whole grain starches, and healthy plant-based fats like avocado, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. But the thing is, as a population, the U.S. does not meet these nutritional standards set forth by the guidelines, so you can't claim that guidelines causes all of our health problems or cause the obesity epidemic. There's a really great nutrition researcher out there named Stephen Guine um, that writes a lot on this topic, um, and all that to say, we really can't look at nutrition in the extremes, and there's a lot that um, is kind of left out, a lot of nuance that really matters in this conversation. So what I'm more concerned about with, you know, gymnasts who want to be plant-based is, is what can go wrong, right? Um, the main concern with following a plant-based diet is, is just overall adequacy of calories, the right balance of macronutrients, so carbohydrates, protein, and fat, the adequacy of nutrients like calcium, vitamin D, iron. Um, and the reality is that your, your child or adolescent gymnast may not have the skills to really plan and prepare Uh, meals and snacks that meet such criteria. The other problem is if you follow a plant-based diet, you know that you're eating a lot of high volume foods that have a lot of water. They have a lot of fiber. And for a lot of gymnasts who are training 20 plus 30 hours a week, they may be full before they actually meet their nutrition needs. Um, If your gymnast has gone plant-based and they're fatigued, they have difficulty recovering, they have experienced some sort of overuse or stress reaction, stress fracture injury, they have poorly healing injuries, they've lost their period or they haven't started their period by at least 15, um, or they're just not you know, progressing and adapting to their training as expected, you really need to look into the following issues. So the main issues that I see with gymnasts just kind of blindly adopting a plant-based diet, which again, this is different than something like the whole family does where it's well-planned and prepared. Um, I'm really talking about like just your gymnast decides they want to be plant-based when that's not necessarily what the family does. So number one concern is just overall um, adequate nutrition. You can absolutely get adequate energy or calories from a plant-based diet, but often um, people use these diets to lose weight because it's easy you know, to feel full and eat a lot of volume, but not necessarily get a lot of energy, um, which can put a high-level gymnast in a pretty dangerous situation of underfueling. Or maybe your gymnast is eating enough calorically, but it's not the right balance of carb, protein, and fat, and it's not providing the body adequate building blocks to perform, to repair, recover, so on and so forth. Um, I definitely have worked with a lot of gymnasts who then were diagnosed with red S or relative energy deficiency in sport. Um, They were not getting enough calorically. They were not getting enough protein. They certainly were not getting enough um, vitamins or nutrients in their diets, and a lot of them were suffering from injuries or performance issues. Again, it's not impossible to formulate, you know, a well-planned plant-based diet. Um, I think you might need the the help from an expert registered dietitian, especially for um, an active, you know, young growing athlete who's training 20 to 30 hours a week. My next concern would just be um, adequate protein. And again, you can get adequate protein from a plant-based diet, especially if you're vegetarian and you consume, you know, eggs, fish, or dairy. The problem with being, you know, just vegan or just using plant proteins like grains, beans, starches, corn, um, 
they're not complete outside of soy. Soy is like the one plant protein that actually is what we call high quality. It's well digested. It has all the building blocks that the body um, has to get through food because it can't make them itself. Um, But the rest of the plant proteins are what we call incomplete. So they're missing at least one of those amino acids. Um, You need to combine them with other plant proteins to to make them quote complete. Um, And so again, it's really where you need to have kind of a well-planned and formulated diet. Um, The other problem with plant-based proteins is their quality or their their bioavailability. Um, We know that proteins like hemp or pea or rice, they have a lower bioavailability. So if you're trying to get 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis, um, the bottom line is you're just going to have to eat more than that from a plant-based source in order to get enough leucine which is a specific amino acid that turns on the switch for muscle building or muscle protein synthesis. So again, um, you totally can be a plant-based athlete and be healthy and successful. You just need to really pay attention. You're going to have to eat more of certain things than you might think. Um, and you really want to make sure that it's well-planned and well thought out. Another pitfall that I see for especially young growing gymnasts is just plant-based diets and often the inadequacy of calcium and vitamin D. Um, These two are very important for bone mineralization and other life-sustaining functions. Dairy products are the richest source of calcium. They also are a good source of vitamin D alongside things like fish, um, salmons, or sardines. But there also are plant-based sources of calcium like spinach. But what most people don't know is that, you know, these minerals in plant foods are often bound by compounds like oxalates, which makes them less available for the body to use. The adolescent gymnast probably needs about 1300 milligrams of calcium per day per the dietary um, reference intake. Um, You know, nine to 18 years old needs 1300 milligrams, at least for a female. And if we look at most dairy products, they tend to have two to 300 milligrams per serving. So it really is about four to five servings per day. Um, Plant milks are fortified with calcium, so they would count, but plant cheeses and plant yogurts are often not fortified with calcium. Um, so it's very common for me to work with a gymnast who's plant-based and they're maybe only getting one to two servings per day. Sure, you can supplement to meet your calcium and vitamin D needs, but you know, as a sport dietitian, we like to take a food first approach because you get so many other benefits and nutrients um, by trying to get your vitamins and minerals from actual food sources. For instance, a glass of cow's milk has high quality whey and casein proteins, it has calcium, phosphorus, vitamin D. And while plant milks like an almond milk is fortified with calcium and vitamin D and sometimes B12, they don't contain the same high quality proteins. And then they often have a lot of added sugar to make up the taste. And yes, they do make, you know, no sugar added plant milks. Um, but again, they're, they're not super appetizing. And I really like gymnasts to get a source of dairy with at least all their meals. Um, because again, if you need four to five servings a day, that at least knocks out three of them. I very much recognize that some individuals will choose plant-based non-dairy products due to milk allergies or intolerances, and that's totally appropriate. Um, We work with a lot of gymnasts who have true milk allergies, and then we also work with a lot who have a lactose intolerance. And if that's your situation, um, there's actually a lot of animal-based milk products that you likely can tolerate, like Fairlife milk, which is lactose-free, or lactate milks. Um, they have all sorts of like lactose-free Greek yogurts these days. And then things like hard cheeses, they, they have very minimal lactose in them. So when it's an intolerance, it's kind of more that the dose makes the poison. 
versus when it's an allergy, you know, often complete elimination is, is required. So um, again, it is totally possible to meet your calcium and vitamin D needs. Um, definitely want to check labs for vitamin D um, and really take an inventory of kind of the average intake of those nutrients for your gymnast. Another concern that I have, and this isn't just limited to plant-based diets, but honestly, this is any high-level gymnast, is just adequacy of iron status. So iron is essential to the gymnast diet to prevent iron um, deficiency, which could lead to iron deficiency anemia. And even the first two stages of you know, iron insufficiency all the way to deficiency can lead to poor performance, endurance, recovery, and repair. Um, there's two types of iron found in food. So heme iron is the most bioavailable to the body, and it comes from animal proteins like beef, chicken, oysters, turkey, liver. Um, females need nine milligrams per day of iron from nine to 13 years old. They need 15 milligrams per day from 14 to 18. And just for perspective, a three ounce serving of beef has 1.6 milligrams of iron. Non-heme iron comes from plants and it's not as available to the body. So it takes nearly double the amount of non-heme iron to meet an individual's needs. Um, and part of that is because the, the vitamins and minerals in a plant food is often bound um, by compounds like phytates, oxalates, lectins, tannins, or what we call kind of anti-nutrients, which just bind these nutrients and make it more difficult for the body to extract. So it's kind of the same situation as the plant proteins. You often just have to, to eat a lot more. And at least for iron, you have to eat about double the amount compared to heme-based iron from animals. Another concern I have um, is just adequate B12. So B12 is known as the energy vitamin. Um, it's derived from animal proteins. It's rich. Um, it's very much found in the muscle tissue. And this vitamin is involved in folate metabolism, energy metabolism, along with keeping the nerve and blood cells healthy, supporting DNA synthesis. Um, the only plant-based source of B12 is nutritional yeast, and you need a large amount of it to meet the recommended dietary allowance or the RDA of 2.4 micrograms per day for an adolescent athlete that's like 14 to 18. Um, B12 is often added to plant milks or cereals, um, but again, an individual that is vegan may actually need a supplement. So I definitely would recommend getting labs checked. Um, the other area is the omega-3 fats. So we know that these are really important um, fats that play a role in managing inflammation in the body. They're also really important for cognitive performance. Um, you know, yes, you could take a high quality, you know, omega-3 supplement per day if you were vegetarian, because obviously that supplement will come from fish. Uh, but again, we really do want to take this food first approach because if you ate salmon, you're going to get high quality protein. You're going to get all sorts of other vitamins and minerals um, besides just taking a supplement. There are some omega-3 plant-based supplements out there, but when you look at the amounts of EPA and DHA in them, they really don't stack up in terms of how much we need for a true anti-inflammatory effect. The other concern I have, which I've already touched on a couple times, is just the fact that plant-based diets or just dietary rigidity in general um, is often increased with the eating disorder symptomology, which again, I want to be very clear. I have clients who are vegetarian and vegan. Um, I have no problem with that. As long as we can you know, formulate the diet and your gymnast is meeting their needs, I don't have an issue. So not everyone who goes vegan or chooses to follow a plant-based diet has an eating disorder or disordered eating. That is a fact. But often the reality is, especially for female young athletes, is going vegan is motivated by a desire to lose weight 
or look a certain way. And again, while it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just often misguided um, and certainly inappropriate for a high-level gymnast. And like I said earlier, I, I really don't believe that food has to be all or nothing. I think that you can enjoy all foods while still focusing on most of the diet coming from nutrient-dense sources of foods like proteins and fatty fish, whole grains, fruits and veggies, healthy fats, so on and so forth, without having to go on a specific diet with rules. I think the other thing you have to keep in mind is, you know, gymnasts are busy. You know, what are you going to do when you go to college? What are you going to do when mom or dad isn't there to cook for you? What are you going to do if you want to study abroad and there isn't a way to accommodate your, you know, certain diet. And again, I am not talking about um, specialized diets for medical necessity. I'm not talking about those with food allergies or genetic conditions or anything like that. Um, I'm just specifically talking about adopting a certain diet out of, out of preference or often out of kind of false beliefs of what it's going to do for you or kind of give for you. Um, I really believe that helping gymnasts to have a healthy relationship with all foods is really important. So even if, you know, as a family, you choose to eat plant-based or you choose to be so on and so forth, um, you know, if possible, I think just allowing for some flexibility, you know, especially when your kid is traveling at a competition or maybe you're not with them or, you know, they're at a friend's house and we still want to make sure that they're getting adequate overall nutrition. I often get emails or Instagram messages from parents saying, help my 12 or 13 year old gymnast just announced that they have gone vegan or vegetarian. And that's not something we do as a family. Um, you know, should I, should I be concerned? How, how can I help them? So again, sometimes this is just a phase and it might be short lived. Um, as a parent, you can support them by ensuring that they're consuming adequate plant-based proteins, um, that they're getting several servings of fortified plant milk, that their diet is kind of well-planned. If your gymnast is already a picky eater and they say that they're going to go vegan, but they don't actually eat any vegetables, then that's where you can kind of draw the line and say, Hey, like this is not going to meet your needs. This, this is not wise. Um, at the same time, if that's just not how you eat as a family, I think it's totally appropriate to say, Hey, you know, I understand that you want to do that. And at the same time, that's just not how we eat as a family. So if one day when you're out of the house, that's, you know, how you want to manage your nutrition, that's fine, but I'm, I'm not going to make separate meals. I'm not going to buy separate foods. Um, especially because a lot of those like plant milks and plant cheeses and plant meats, like they're very expensive or, or even, you know, even if you're doing beans and rice and stuff like that, um, most parents that I work with, like they're doing their best to just get dinner on the table for everyone, right? They often don't just have a gymnast. They have other kids, they have a spouse. Um, and if now you're asking them to cook like two separate meals, three times a day, like that's just not, that's just not going to work for most families. And I, I think it would be inappropriate to, to kind of ask of that. Um, if your gymnast has decided to go plant-based, whatever that means to them, I would also make sure you have a checkup with your pediatrician or sports medicine physician. I'd make sure that they're growing and developing. I'd make sure that they don't have reds. I would definitely check labs at baseline um, and not just, you know, vitamin D and an iron panel, but I would probably ask for a B12, possibly even like a methylmalonic acid and homocysteine, just depending what we need. Um, I would definitely add some vitamins to their diet, which again, this is where working with a dietitian would be really helpful to see, you know, what they can get from food versus what we might need to add. And then I definitely would, would be curious about their motivations. You know, if your gymnast decides to go plant-based 
and starts to eat significantly less. She or he is refusing to combine foods to make the complete proteins. Um, you need to keep a vigilant watch. I mean, the, the two most common eating disorders that um, are disguised as going vegan or plant-based for health are often anorexia nervosa or orthorexia, which that is not, you know, a eating disorder out of the DSM-5, but it's basically just this obsession with kind of pure or perfect eating. Um, and this is where I, I see a lot of gymnasts struggle, right? Like they want to be perfect. They've seen the documentaries. A teacher told them something bad about animal proteins in health class. They saw some influencer on TikTok and now they've decided that animal proteins are bad, that they have to be vegan in order to be healthy, to be beautiful, to be fit, to be whatever. Um, so if you start to see changes in your gymnast, or if they simply just aren't meeting their needs, then this is where, you know, I'd recommend that you get some help from a professional, like a registered dietitian nutritionist. Um, and that's how I approach it with my clients. You know, it's not my job to be the food police. It's not my job um, to work with a new client and immediately storm in there and be like, you can't do this. You can't be plant-based. Um, I take the approach of, Hey, let's see if we can make this work. Let's see if we can make sure it's meeting your nutrition needs, both from a caloric or energy perspective, but protein carbs, you know, let's make sure that you're performing well, that you feel good, that your energy is well. Um, but let's also think about the other kind of more tangible things of, is this realistic? Um, I remember I had, um, a really high level plant-based gymnast that, was also a pretty picky eater and she was traveling with her team for a big competition and they went to Starbucks for breakfast one morning. And she told me that all she had was a blueberry muffin and a refresher. And I'm like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like I much would have rather you had an egg sandwich or the egg bites and a latte. Like there were a lot of other more nutritious, more adequate, well-balanced choices than a huge blueberry muffin and refresher, but because you were plant-based, you felt like those were the only things that you were allowed to eat. So that's really what I'm talking about here. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who follow well-formulated plant-based diets and their health is fine and they're doing great. And it's like awesome kudos to you. Um, but again, it's just very different when you're working with a young gymnast that's training 20, 30 hours a week. I mean, even, you know, working with a college athlete who has their own house or apartment has their own kitchen and can prepare a lot of their own food. I mean, even that situation is different than a 13 year old gymnast who just doesn't have the time, doesn't have the resources, um, especially when there's not a parent who has kind of the knowledge or skills to help them. So in summary, I, I do think it's very possible for a gymnast to follow a plant-based diet and meet their nutrition and performance needs. Um, I'm not necessarily going to advocate for that in the sense of, I don't think you need to be plant-based to be successful. I do think that all of us could stand to eat some more fruits and vegetables, but at the same time, it goes without saying that adequate overall nutrition calories, you know, closing that recovery gap, avoiding low energy availability is the most important thing for your gymnast. So if you or your gymnast are curious about plant-based diets, or maybe you're currently following one and you want to make sure that they're getting what they need, that their relationship with food is okay, um, definitely reach out. Um, we have several families who are plant-based in our VIP program who take our course. Um, when parents ask, you know, is your stuff appropriate for us if this is how we eat? I say, absolutely. I am what you consider non-denominational when it comes to food. Like I'm going to teach you how to build meals, how to build snacks, how to make sure your gymnast is getting adequate nutrition and you get to choose 
um, what you use to do that. So again, it's really just my job to provide you with the tools and education. Um, and then especially if we're working in a one-on-one capacity, you know, if, if you're following a plant-based diet, your gymnast is, and they're constantly injured, their injuries aren't healing, their energy levels aren't good, their hormones are all messed up. Um, there might come a point where I need to say, you know what, maybe initially this sounded like a good idea, but kind of given the current state and the current facts, like it may be time that we kind of rethink this. Um, and that's where we can collaborate and have a discussion together and decide kind of what's the best path to move forward. So with that, I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Um, if you have other suggestions or topics you want to hear more about, feel free to shoot me an email or shoot me an Instagram DM. Um, as always, I would so appreciate it if you would rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That really is the number one way to help spread the podcast to more gymnast parents and coaches. Um, this is a passion project. It's a free resource I put out for you guys. Um, so I certainly would appreciate you sharing it with, you know, even just one or two teammates in your gym who, you know, would benefit from learning more about fueling the gymnast. So with that, I'll see you guys next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com. Share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to 